Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Live from the Asia Tech Podcast Studio, back with me, Andy, and of course, my co-host, Sabir. What's up, guys? And today in the Esports Asia show, we have the co-founders of Josudo, and they are Jesus Garbayo hey, and... Guys. Anik Islam. Hey, thanks. What is up, guys? Thank you so much for coming over. Yep. How do you guys feel today? Really good, really, really good. good. It's like our first <laughs> podcast. All right. Yeah. Yes. First yeah, time excited for to be here. Yeah. I see you also put on your best uh, sh- host uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, Excellent yeah, stuff. Uh, I mean, for an intro, you got to have to do that. <laughs> right, right, right. Makes sense. But Makes yeah, sense. I'm just yeah. going to put that off now and let's just start and, you know, talk about stuff. Let's so, sure. first things first. Let's just talk about how you got into gaming in general, okay. not like esports, yeah. the yeah. one that we're going to be talking about uh, for the most part today, but gaming. Like you mentioned your first game, right? But let's just talk about how you got into gaming in the first place. I don't know, like uh, when we ha- got our first computer back right. home, I remember the guy who installed all the softwares. Uh, he noticed like there's a kid in the house as well. <laughs> so he just put in some games along with it. Uh, the very old ones, House of right. Dead, oh, Virtual wow. Cop 2, then yeah. Need for Speed 2, oh, Road man. Rash. <laughs> so all those like, he yeah. was actually... All, all legal copies, I'm yeah. sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So he was actually thinking about you when he was installing yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. sweet, man. Exactly. And now you're here, see? That guy plays a big role <laughs> Definitely. in Definitely, yeah. yeah. Jesus, what about yeah. yourself? Oof, for me, it's a completely different age. So for mm. me, it started probably with a Game Boy, the original oh, Game Boy, mind nice. you. Wow. The Tetris, the Super Marios, uh, all all of those uh, wonderful, wonderful games. What about Pokemon? No, that, nope. that came a lot later, and that came a lot, and I yeah. never really, really got into it. Also, right. I did try Pokemon Go. I'll admit. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but that's Everybody about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's just uh, talk about that game that you mentioned earlier before we start this podcast. So Anik, you mentioned a game. Uh, what was the title? Uh, Need for Speed Most Need for Wanted. Speed Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. better. We're going to have to pull it out right now. So let's just, you know, what did you think and feel when you were playing this game? Like So like uh, most other racing games before this, they didn't, like, it was just racing. Like, you mm. know, you, you just like race along. There are some different modes. You can rest along with your friends, but I think this was the first game I came across which had a like story behind it. Story, yeah. exactly. Right, and that was probably uh, when I upgraded my computer as well. Mm, so all the sweet, sweet graphics, yes. like you know, they really <laughs> came about. All the sweet cars and the music was freaking awesome. Music, as well. yeah. yeah. I remember definitely. the music being really yeah. good. I can't yeah. for the Need for Speed yeah. games. That was there, were, there were some tracks by Disturbed. Yeah, yeah that sound is so good. good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember the first track. I still remember to this day was Riders on the Storm from Need oh, for Speed yes. Underground right. oh, 2, yeah, right? Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even remember playing the game. I was just watching my brother play. <laughs> but that music, though, that kept yeah. drawing me in and I was like watching who. who, yeah. who. Damn. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's Need for Speed. That's on the yeah, screen, I know. Yeah, nostalgia. Oh, I tried. Yeah. I tried playing this on console, okay. Most Wanted, but yeah. I didn't get past number ten. I think. <laughs> really? It's, dude, okay. it's freaking hard to play a racing game on console. I'm really? telling you. I find I the mean, exact opposite. I yeah, start on computer, but so? I find on console much easier. Yeah, with, uh, it's with so much easier on console. And I'm a, I'm a PC player now, right, so right, I started right. off as a console player. Okay. All okay. all the big titles that I played right. were all console, you know, like yeah. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, yeah. Need for Speed, mm. Burnout, right. Resident right. Evil. Like Resident that was probably Evil, my yeah. biggest. Yeah. 
but I don't understand how you play freaking racing games on a PC. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I just really haven't gotten around to mastering the art yeah. of the controller. Fair enough. But whatever. Jesus, what about your game? Uh, the game that comes to mind immediately is for sure Zelda Ocarina of Time. Zelda. That's just uh, one of those RPGs that captivates yeah. you from the very first second and just kind of drives you all the way to the end and you, right. and you feel invested in the characters. You mm. want to see what happens. You want to see, you want to rescue the princess, of course. Mm. And you have to beat the bad guy, Ganondorf. Yeah. And yeah, back then those graphics were pretty pretty okay as well, but it's mostly about the story. For it's sure. only about the story, mm. yes, it's yes. About the story. Yeah. I have a confession to make. I didn't really... <laughs> play Zelda. Dude, I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. I never played Zelda. Oh, yeah, but, Fantastic yeah. you know, people Especially always keep raving around Zelda. I mean, I yeah. browse Reddit yeah. and, you know, one of those sub-threads will always have a mention of Zelda somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And it got me thinking, like, maybe I should start, but I just, I'm just afraid it's too late. Do you guys think it still lives to this day? If yeah, I just for play, sure. like, for for example, the, 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 the Karina of Time. Yeah. What year was this from? 1990s, right? 98, maybe? 98, yeah, right. Six, seven, some, somewhere on right. there. Yeah. yeah, but I guess mm. that, that point where you said the story is the, what's captivating you, mm. that will live forever. Yeah. That will live forever. That will live forever. And the proof yeah. is early Final Fantasy, early Zelda as well, <coughs> linked to the past. Uh, the graphics are 8-bit graphics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even in color. <laughs> yes. So uh, And they're still fascinating. Yeah. I picked up recently, uh, I think it was a Final Fantasy IV, I was telling the guys about this, right. and I got, I got into it on an iPod screen, <laughs> an on iPod a very screen. small <laughs> iPod screen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was totally into it. I was playing that like all day long. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the, the best part about these games. They, mm. they, they tell you a story, you're invested in it, and you don't care what you see, 8-bit, whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah. honestly, any you take any gamer, right, and you yeah. put like uh, one of their childhood games in front of you, no matter how advanced the technology will be, I think they'll still play the game yes. like from Definitely. front to back. Exactly, you know? yeah. 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 So, okay, so that's the story part. Mm -hmm. But one factor that kept me playing games was... You know, I want to get good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to be the best at one game that I play. I want to be the boss, and of course, if it's a multiplayer game, I want to be the hell of my friends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how we're gonna talk about what you guys are doing sure. with your company, right? Yeah. But before that, let me just ask you guys: What does the name mean, Josudo? Um, so <coughs> it's it's actually a combination of two words. It's a made-up word. Uh, Josu in in Japanese means uh, skilled. Mm. Uh, do is kind of the, the add-on uh, to the sentence, like in dojo or in bushido, for example, right. which means the art of or the way of. <laughs> so the combination of the two words would mean something like the art of the skilled. Yeah. Wow. Damn, that's, that's really uh, good. Uh, it's But it's a made-up yeah. word. It's, right. uh, I mean, you can... You can Put words into the dictionary now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's maybe what we're this to do. is one of the things that's gonna come. Yeah, in that's one of the really deciding factor was we got dot com for it. Yes. <laughs> ah, well, the so, URL was available. Yeah, yes. The truth so, comes uh, out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that really sealed the deal for yeah. us. Yeah. Right, this is the stories we want to tell people, guys. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's that's a creative way of doing yeah. it. You yeah. know, if I ever yeah. come up with a company, please help me out with the name as well. <laughs> no, yeah. if you think about it, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, everybody knows the term gosu, which is the Korean for the same thing yeah yes. so yeah. we just tried to think a little bit outside the box not that much outside just a little bit yeah and change language and it's very similar it's and then cool. add the do at the end there you go yeah. I like it. <laughs> it just like happens it. to be similar yeah gosu to josu yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's nice korean mm -hmm. japanese yeah that's great so <laughs> let's just share a bit more like how did you start josudo in the first place who came up with the idea um, so, uh, as I shared before that we were part of Antler's first batch. Mm. So Antler works in like two phases. The first phase of the program they get, like imagine we had 60 people, 
Nobody right. knew each other, like mm. all strangers. Um, so uh, during the first two months, that's the first phase, we were supposed to ideate with different people. Oh, so wow. at that moment, like all three of the co-founders of Josudo, we were working on very different topics. I was wow. working on something on robotics. Jesus was very deep into something related to sustainability. <laughs> Aman, he was working on cash on delivery, so very different stuff. Damn. But uh, I think it was during August, so the international 2018 right. was yeah, going yeah, on during yeah, that yeah. time. So Aman and I used to watch the uh, like live streams or at least the replays every day after work, like right. around seven together. You, you get together to watch Exactly, because wow. he was a fan of Dota 2, I was a fan of Dota 2 as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once we figured that, like, you know, our original ideas were not, like, you know, <laughs> getting any traction, <laughs> All right. so we figured that, like, w- why not do something related to games and esports is freaking big on its own. Yes. So then we started brainstorming and that's when Jesus also joined. He was like, I mean, he's also passionate about mm-hmm. gaming. So all three of, three of us joined forces and we brainstormed for about like, you know, two or three days trying to figure out what what's missing what's right missing. now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's where the whole idea of about like, you know, personalized coaching came about. Yeah. Then we had like some paid validation mm. to prove to Antler that like, you know, <laughs> it yes. actually like there is a demand for it. And yeah, the rest is history. Then we have been like, you know, working towards like finding the product market fit. We mm-hmm. have had a lot of signups already on the website, a lot of coaching sessions already done. Right. We're serving around five games right now. We have coaches for five games. Five wow. games. Yep. All right. What are yep. those games? Uh, Dota 2, mm-hmm. League of Legends, right. Fortnite, Overwatch, and CSGO. We recently CSGO. got a CSGO, CSGO. coach. All right. Yeah. That's nice. interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool when you talk about it. Like yeah. 60 people, random people who don't know each other. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. suddenly yeah. there's this, yeah. idea and yeah. you just talk about it then yeah. someone else joins in <laughs> and you guys just started this yeah so yeah. Jesus, what was the first thing you thought of, about this when you just started joining these guys yeah so frankly i i wasn't very big in esports at that point i i mean i i played on my own i enjoyed watching other people play on my own like friends and right. stuff mm. but the whole the whole esports phenomenon i wasn't really a part of that yet but uh i didn't have to scratch very far in the surface to see that this was uh this was a very big deal yeah so mm. yeah, and the gaming background was there. In fact, we were talking before with mm. Anik of, about his previous idea, which was yes. uh, a VR headset for games, and I was right. trying to help him out yeah. as much as I could yeah. without being a part of it, because I guess I I didn't truly believe that had much of a future. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did which... you know this? It's new. It's all coming out. It's all good. Like Jesudo, yeah, Jesudo is in focus right now. Mm. So yeah. That's All good. right. Yeah. That's really good. Mm, so yeah. you mentioned you've got signups and you have five games, right? Yes. How have the feedback been? So so coaching in general is not a new behavior mm. that we are pushing. Like if you go back to like, you know, the earliest days of online games, it has been there, but yes. in a very, very fragmented mas- uh, manner, like uh, word of mouth or probably on forums mm. or your friends who's really good, he would be like, hey, I'd be willing to like coach you guys, something like that. So what we intend to do is like bring them together into under like one platform. Mm -hmm. That was the whole point of Jusudo. But even after that, uh, like, you know, uh, when we talk about coaching to like gamers on forums or Discord, like uh, Discord servers, they'll be like, what, coaching? I don't need coaching. I can just grind my way and get better. Why would I need a coach? That's not true. (laughs) Really? 
fun. You okay. can't grind your way and get better. That's that's like you Not know always. the mentality of like you know a, a lot of gamers, especially yeah. in especially Asia. Especially here, I guess. In exactly. Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, once they take a coaching session, mm. their whole perspective changes. Yeah. Right. Like you know, they like uh, we ask uh, like every time someone takes a coaching session, we make an effort to speak to them after mm. that, uh, to ask them what they liked about the session, what they didn't like, mm. right. what they would like to have, and they like it like 99% of the time uh, times it it has been very positive and we are we are already seeing like uh people coming back for right. more sessions we are already seeing the word of mouth effect like mm. people randomly coming to my sub, uh, to to our discord server and asking for coaching they're like my friend had a coaching session right. with one of your fortnite coaches and wow. he got really better i'd like to have one as well right. nice. so we are already seeing that effect that's, that's great awesome. yeah, that's great yeah. so okay you know, treat me like uh, someone that doesn't mm. know what your platform does or what it is. I'm just a regular gamer. How would I go through the process step by step of using it and finding a coach? Sure. So basically, we want you to kind of uh, uh, book a coach first mm -hmm. on our platform. So once you book, we get your contact details. And then, like, we'll get in touch with you. We'll ask you, like, you know, uh, uh, about your uh, current level in the game, mm -hmm. what you expect to learn, and mm -hmm. your times that you're, like, available. Right. Once we have those information, we'll, like, connect you up with the coach so that you can have a coaching session that's convenient wow. for both of you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> so it's not just you, like, wanting to get a coach and you, do, you just find a random guy. You actually have to go through the process of, you know, evaluating where you're at at this game right now. Sure. Right. So yeah. that's really good. And yeah. it's really interesting to see how people, you know, share with each other yeah. the feedback that, hey, my friends really did get better yeah. through coaching. Exactly. Mm. So it, there's a selfish aspect to this as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Right. Most mm. of these games are group games, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Dota, you think League of Legends. So the guy who's getting better on his own, he also wants his team to get better with <laughs> it, right? Because yeah. otherwise that's not that's getting true. anywhere. Yeah. So, so, that's true. so, yeah. so we, we don't know to what extent this is actually selfish reasons that they want their whole team to <laughs> improve right. or it's really... Is that something you're looking at as well? Like kind of group rate? Yeah, team so coaching. Absolutely, coaching. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so some of our coaches are actually ex-pros. They, they've been pros before, so they mm -hmm. have very much experience in the pro level and in, in the team uh, aspect of things. So they, they they can definitely help in that aspect yeah. too. Yeah. So there's something we're looking to incorporate. If, in fact, we've already had some classes for teams, teams. Right. Uh, but we want to kind of make it more, even more standardized, even more, standardized. more structured. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. <clears throat> so coaching, right? We, we talk about it's been around for a long time. Yeah. But now we're going to see the professionalization mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Uh where do you see the direction of coaching in terms of uh, uh, you know the, the 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 players themselves realizing that they need to get better? Right. And of course, <clears throat> we're gonna have more tournaments and uh, events uh, endorsed by governments and people, right? Yeah. And how how does coaching fit in the whole ecosystem? Mm, sure. So, you know, in a way that it's gonna take esports forward as right. an industry and not yeah. just you know a. a, a or a fragment of the industry. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the first part of the question, like, uh, mm. where does coaching lie uh, yeah. at this moment? So, we have we are seeing this increasing trend of esports becoming more like traditional sports, mm. and you know how it's quintessential for traditional sports teams to have a coach. A coach. And we are seeing that in esports as well. And something that uh, that was very significant that caught my eye recently was in the the international uh, a uh, 2018. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The coaches were actually allowed inside the booth, yes, booth oh, with yes. the players when they were like you know uh, 
drafting drafting the, for the team the as well teams, yes. exactly Wait. so we are seeing a more like you know hands-on approach for the coaches they weren't allowed to do that before the they were coaches. Yeah, before they that they weren't before. allowed oh really because yeah. 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 league they're allowed to yeah. be there the right. whole time right. during so i think for dota 2 like you know they like you know started they just started this. yeah oh, exactly wow. okay and like you know every team like if you go to their bios in like liquipedia like yes. you'd always see like you know the yeah, coaches a, a coach exactly yeah. so it's and so every team they would have like you know one, uh, one coach with yes. them it's, it's just like this whole thing about like uh, esports becoming more like traditional sports mm. and uh in terms of like you know josudo like uh, how we like you know view it is you know how much of a difference a personal trainer would make when you're at the gym yeah yes right or whenever like you know you are taking a music lesson how much of a difference a one-on-one tutor would make because hmm. these guys they already want to get better they're spending yes. time like they're watching like uh hmm. demos videos yeah ton of videos on youtube ton of videos on uh, twitch live streams they're researching like you know gazillion like forum and blog posts yeah they're spending money as well because like you know some of these uh, twitch uh, streamers they also subscribe yes and they pay, play play they pay yeah, money yeah. for it yeah. they also like you know they get the coaches from these forums as well which are also paid so uh, there was this like kind of like statistics that two-thirds of the people who actually like watch these sort of like gaming contents it's because they want to learn and get right. better. Yes. Right. So what we want to do is to make sure this like learning journey is a lot more personalized mm. and a lot more efficient. And we believe like, you know, through a coach who can like, you know, exactly pinpoint the mistakes that you yes. are making, the bad habits that you have developed over time, uh, like uh, I think uh, one-on-one interaction mm. is a lot better. Yeah. Right. That What's that? And, I mean, uh, that that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. And regarding the tournaments that you were mentioning earlier mm. about government sponsoring and so on, so yeah. we're we're not going to wait for governments to to sponsor, yes. even even though they are sponsoring it. We have a big plan around tournaments <laughs> and leagues as well because we view it as a as a complementary thing to mm-hmm. the to mm-hmm. the whole to the whole learning experience mm-hmm. as a way to for players to test their newly acquired yes. skills that they've learned the coaching sessions to test them against other competitive players uh, against their peers etc to see how much they've actually improved right so we're going to have this whole uh, weekly monthly leagues and then also live uh, in-person tournaments for all of our games so that's we're going to create that as well oh, oh wow that, okay. that's really interesting because now it's not just the competition between players it's the competition between coaches yeah you get yeah. that well, it's, it's between coaches. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. now yeah. you're able to see, you're able to reevaluate whether this coach is effective. And yeah. it's really fun because now you're adding an element into this competition that esports already mm, is. Sure. Mm. And now you're adding element to that. Yeah. So, and another point is now that coaches are getting more uh, uh, involved in esports, and of course, sure. through your platforms and uh, uh, other platforms, they are becoming more visible. Mm-hmm. And They've been provided with a platform to promote themselves, and you know this is a chance for them to build audience as well. Do yeah. you see this as one of your goals for the coaches? For sure. I mean, uh, our our ultimate goal would be for uh, for coaches to make a living out of this, mm. yeah. for this no longer to yeah. be a side job, which is what, yeah. what, is yes. what it is right now for most yeah. of these uh, people, for most of these coaches. Uh, but but to make it a full time thing that they can they can uh, their skills that they've taken so long to acquire and to develop yes. yeah. that they can actually monetize them and make them th- make that their right. full time job. 
that's yeah. that's our dream. That's that's what we would look forward to. And that of course goes by making them uh, personalities for people to know them, yes. for people to yeah, kind sure. of look up to them. And I so mean, it on. helps so them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So how do, how do you guys screen potential coaches? Mm. You know, right. like what are the criteria? So <laughs> there are like uh, two aspects to that. Uh, so the first one is totally data data centric. Uh, how skilled they are. So for each of the games, we have a minimum uh, skill level. For them, for example, uh, okay, if it's yeah. Dota Threshold 2, app. yeah, it's a, like imagine MMR, MMR yeah. like minimum yeah. 6,000 MMR, yeah, something right, right, around right. that line. Sure. And those data are very much publicly available. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we ask them to pass their Dota buff account mm-hmm. or if it's Fortnite, their Fortnite tracker account. And then we can verify that, okay, this guy is actually good at the Legit. game. Yeah. But someone who's skilled at the game, he might not necessarily be a good teacher, right? Right. So that's when like we come in and we take a mini coaching session, imagine for 15 minutes. Right. Amongst the three of us, uh, we we take a coaching session with them just to see whether they're good at like, you know, talking, whether they can make the student comfortable, whether they can like, you know, actually demonstrate whatever they're like, you know, saying. They can demonstrate in game as well. And they can actually impart the knowledge back. So that's the intangible parts. So once someone fulfills both of these criteria, that's when we onboard them as a coach onto Damn. our platform. So you guys are working overtime to make sure that there's quality Absolutely. on both ends. Yeah. I went, where were you guys when I was trying to find an Arabic teacher when I was a kid? <laughs> <laughs> what was going on here? <laughs> yeah. But this is essentially the value we provide because these coaches are also available elsewhere. You can find yeah. them in France, yeah, exactly. you can find them in different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the primary value that we bring today is that these guys are vetted. We've yeah. tried these mm-hmm. guys, we know they're good, we can offer you yeah. somebody who's actually going to help you get better. Yeah. So, And then of course the whole payment uh, side of things for the, for the coach to make sure he's going to get paid, yes. for the student to know that the right. coach is actually going to receive his payment and so on and yeah. so forth. So, but yeah, this is essentially the value we bring: vetting, right. vetting of the coaches. So, so do, you, super do, you, important. do you guys have to actually play with them, like in a yes. game in a mini coaching yeah. session? Yeah, something. So, like so, that. so yeah. now you're playing five games. Exactly. This <laughs> requires, yes. Yeah. This requires yeah. that each of us to specialize in one of the games. Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Aman and Anik are mostly taking care of the Dota and the Dota. LOL since, right. they're, yeah. since they're fairly yeah. similar. Yeah. I, I've done the most. Uh, for, uh, for mostly shooters. done uh, Fortnite and, uh, <laughs> and Overwatch. Yeah. All right. And CS. Yes. Uh, I think nice. Aman is the best one for CS yeah. as yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. So one interesting question: Have you guys encountered a hmm. coach that's below your level? <sighs> yes, we did. <laughs> All right. We, so uh, we, what's the story? So we had this guy. Um, who was around uh, 4,000 MMR. Okay. Yeah, which is uh-huh. like, you know, quite below like, you know, um, uh, our threshold. And uh, so he came up and he said, that, and he was very confident about it. <laughs> That's what I liked about it. He came up and he said that, look, I'm 4,000 MMR. I'm aware of my skill level, but I can teach someone who's at like 2K or 2.5K. Mm. Mm. If, if it's beyond that, they would be like, you know, I, I, I can't do it. But like, you know, if it's 2, two to 2.5K, I think like, you know, uh, like I can impart quite a lot of knowledge <laughs> for them. Right. I can help them really improve. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And we and he charged a very, very small price as well. Right. Like right. one of the lowest in all our pool of, uh, pool of okay. coaches. And we really liked his honesty and the confidence <laughs> he brought. And uh, like we, he used to uh, stream on Twitch as well. Right. Like, he's like, no live classes and I actually sat sat through one, one of, of his streams one of his streams okay and I liked the way the the, uh, the guy was teaching as well right. so I was like you know what 
I'll make an exception for you. So oh, we actually like you know got him on board. Has no, been doing yeah. well or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been all right. Uh, like he's based based in USA, so right. uh, like there's this obvious time difference, but like he has been doing all right. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's that's really good because now yeah. I can see that there's different uh, uh, segments of coaching as well. So. Yeah. For these well. kinds of people, right? Yeah. They can actually help us bring newer players into the game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, 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 when we talk about people who have 6,000 MMRs, yeah. they're already talking about a different part of Dota or, yeah. or Lo- uh, yeah. League of Legends, right? Yeah. And the amount of knowledge and the type of knowledge that they impart to new uh, the players who needs coaching are different from those that are, you know, 4,000 MMR talking to 2,000 MMR. Mm, yeah, definitely. So it's really great to see that this initiative could be a way to help people ease into gaming more and more, you know, because sure. our yeah. interest is we need to get people to get invested in this mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one way of that is to get good in the game. Yeah. But before you get to those 6,000, 8,000 MMR coaches, you need to go through the 4,000, yeah. maybe 3,000. I don't know. I don't think 3,000 is a good threshold. But And it's yeah. funny you should say this because we've actually got some interest from publishers uh, coming up to us saying, mm. hey, we're interested in our game being there because they yes. recognize the value and people kind of getting better at their mm. game, hence getting hooked on their game, hence yeah. Yeah. playing more and spending more. Yeah. So, so we've had some interest with uh, with publishers from yeah. that point of view. So, so they see this as well. Yeah, well, so, it's yeah. really great. And and you mentioned watching the Dota to stream, right? The international. Yeah. yeah. I always mention this that Dota they they did a good job of catering to the newer players by yeah. providing a newbie stream. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So you're what you're doing is sort of in 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 parallel to this. Yeah. You're helping people who are starting to get into a game. Exactly. Ease into the, the 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 world that we are in right now. Sure, so, um, the coaching is not necessarily for people who are starting at very zero, right, but we yes. are not totally ignoring them either. Because another aspect of Josudo are structured video lessons that are like mm-hmm. you know hosted on Josudo right. website itself. So we have these like you know lessons that are meant for like very like beginners who are just starting out the game, like the very basics. So you can say that these bas- these things are already available on YouTube. Yes, they definitely are, but they're like in a very like you know fragmented ma- manner and they don't get updated on a regular basis. Uh, mm. So that's something we want to do as well that like you know we have we want to like uh supply a steady stream of updated and qualityful content on mm. the website itself mm. that's okay. so that like you know it's meant for not only the beginners now it's meant for beginners yes. but like you know other uh, uh gamers at different skill level they can also you know like um, sure and get some benefit out of it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, the, really the awesome. idea of these videos yeah. is to break it down as much as we possibly can yeah. into I mean yeah. for example Fortnite you have the weapons you have the building you have the The, the the maps kind yes. of the, the different uh, the looting basically looting. so yeah. so you, we break it down as much as we can and so the whole course may, might be between 10 to 12 videos and then each video is maybe two three four five minutes yeah. so very very short kind of uh, bite-sized uh, pieces All right. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely needed because yeah. you can't learn everything in one go right yeah yeah, as much and as you want to. yeah one thing i i've been wondering <clears throat> is different games would require different proficiencies of coaching right Sure. Which game have you found to be the hardest for coaches good, to good you know, impart that skill? To, like, for example, 
Dota is a bit hard for me, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Right? I think it de- it's very much game dependent. Mm-hmm. For example, if it's some uh, FPS or some uh, Battle Royale, mm-hmm. like it's uh, the complexities are not there. In yes. Dota 2, like for example, you have 110 heroes. <laughs> exactly. You have hundreds of items. You have hundreds of com- combinations. Yeah. And then you have these like regular updates, updates every three yes. months. Th- that kind of changes, changes whole, everything. Exactly. So we are like uh, waiting for the seven. 7.21 mm. so they're in they're introducing a new hero mm. they're gonna update like make some a lot of hero changes so it's, it's exciting at the same time like it's kind of scary because you need to yes. like learn all these <laughs> so, new things again yes. yeah so this is this yeah. is an interesting yeah. um uh i'd say issue or mm-hmm. problem that you brought up right I mean, recently, uh, I think it was either yesterday or, or two days ago, Mark Cuban comes out and he tweets, mm. uh, yeah. you know, I'm never going to buy any sports, sports teams because yes. why? You're changing the sport, right? Mm-hmm. Every couple of weeks or months, you're literally changing the rules of how the game is played. Yes. And then the player burnout is too much. You know, they can't handle it, the mental and physical stress. So again, you know, given yeah. that it also affects <laughs> exactly what you guys are doing in your line of work, right? True, the but, coaching. Yeah, but then again, like it, it, it caters to the like gamers themselves Mm. like dota 2 has been there for eight years league Mm. of legends even for longer and i think these updates these changes to the games i think it 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 uh, cap uh, it still uh, preserves the newness of the game yes yeah yeah Yeah, that's part of the argument that i always give to people who are skeptical (laughs) yeah esports because The value in esports that yeah. the, uh, that comes from the constant changes is yes. the entertainment value. Yeah, because then yeah. now you're not stuck with this game that's exactly. played the same uh, way uh, every day, everywhere yeah. Yeah. by the same people. So now, and one thing I, I think it's interesting is a different patch would actually mm-hmm. allow different players to become more skilled Definitely. than Absolutely. other people yeah, who, are, yeah. who are actually yeah. skilled before that patch. Exactly, because right. there there have been cases of like teams abusing yeah. patches. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware, like in the International 3 Team Alliance, they Alliance. just... Ab- yeah. Split pushing, right? Split pushing, yes. exactly. Yes. The, the death prophet the split death push. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah. uh, nature's prophet split yes. push, yeah. Uh, so uh, like, you know, uh, that, that, allow, that allows to balance... Uh, Ba- balance yes. the playing field and another uh, another i was watching shroud shroud uh, yeah mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. watching shroud so he was uh, playing uh, call of duty and there was probably someone on the like you know on the chat yeah. who asked that why are you not playing pubg anymore mm-hmm. and then uh, he like pointed out something which i think was like you know really like his the nail that um fortnite like you know they have these like seasons seasonal updates yes. every now and then which preserves the newness of the game PUBG, they just like you know uh, they just kept it like that they didn't include yeah. like any new element for a very long mm-hmm. time and it just so went exactly yeah. it just went Simple stale that, yeah. and then like people just moved in hordes from PUBG to like uh, Fortnite yeah. right yeah so I think like you know these sort of patch updates and stuff like, it's, it is it is kind of necessary yeah I, I, I agree yeah. with you I, yeah. I, I think definitely for the gamers yeah, it, and yeah. I mean when we're thinking of you know gaming the gamers are the majority right exactly. 2.2 billion yeah. in the world yeah, yeah. So I get that. But then where do we find the balance for an industry that's just starting, like Mm -hmm. esports? Because, I mean, he does have a good point, right? The player burnout Burnout. is pretty harsh in terms of it. Yeah. 
Yep. So, I mean, wh wh where's the balance? I know it's a hard question, but just, <laughs> just offer discussion. Like, what yeah. do we do? Do we what do you limit the patch changes? Do we... At the end of the day, the market uh, commands. If, yeah. if the market requires the game to become uh, updated every so often, mm. then so be it. Then yeah. that's what's going to happen. Uh, and, and, and the publishers will follow that. And the ones who don't follow that, as, as apparently PUBG is doing right now, yeah. uh, will, 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 fall, will be left on the way, right? So they, yeah. the market demands changes, so changes will happen. Uh, but this also makes it more dynamic. This makes it more fun for everyone, which is, in its core is what gaming mm -hmm. is all about, right? About having a fun time, about mm -hmm. enjoying mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it just comes to mind now the latest patch with uh, with with Fortnite actually around Christmas when they introduced the planes and like everybody mm. everything chaos like oh no now people can fly around shoot me from above and everything and then they introduced the epic sword which was way like imbalanced yeah. way yeah. more powerful than everything else and everybody was but going only lasts for a little sword. while right yeah. Yeah. then yeah. they removed it but it was it's it's it makes it funny too because then yes. there's mistakes and it it gives opportunities for kind of uh, random stuff to happen like yeah. that okay so this is related to what you guys are doing and coaching in general because with the ever-changing uh, game with uh, new patches every few weeks yeah that means the skill of people to play the game and to master the game requires uh, uh, updates. Uh, updates and higher dedication sure and investment be it in time and of course if you're paying for coaching then money comes as well right. does this discourage people from you know uh, investing their energy, time, money into mastering a game because, like you said, patches come. It it keeps the freshness of the mm, game. Sure. But you have to upgrade your skills as well. Mm. And you know, maybe some people would feel, man, I'm never gonna master this game, so right. I might as well not do it. Mm. What, what do you think? Uh, about so this? I think uh, uh, the basic mechanics of the game they're still preserved. Mm. Like you know, uh, the, the the skill set that you need to at least like you know get the basics done. For example, last heating, yes. stuff like that. Then just understanding the map and uh, like rune timings. These things like you know kind of like stay the same. Mm -hmm. It's just like you know kind of on a uh, like a, uh, macro level, like you know uh, certain heroes or like the meta that mm. might change. So I I think like uh, the a lot of the like skill set can still be carried mm. over. It's just like you know the combination of things might be different yeah. in the like a new patch. So in that regards, I don't think it's uh, like you know the patch updates uh, are are gonna affect the mm. you know like uh, the enthusiasm of gamers. Right. Uh, on the contrary, I think like you know it would actually like push right. them to invest more time. Yeah. What about to the coaches? Because coaches also need to upgrade their skills, right? Sure. Yeah. And this affects yeah. their ability to, mm. you know, coach people. But they're think, making money yeah. out of it, yeah. right? So mm. for them, it's kind of, uh, they have a vested interest in staying yeah. up to right. date and in practicing as much as they need to to stay up to date. Yeah, and, yeah. And to, absolutely, and that. right? So that's, yeah, uh, so yeah they, they do. <laughs> that's yeah. part and parcel in what they're trying to do, right? They exactly. need to train up for themselves exactly. and mm -hmm. then train other people up. Despite all that's said, I, I love patches. I think right. it's yes. great. You know, when new yeah. heroes come out, everyone yeah. just loses their shit. Yes. Exactly. You know, imbalances exist, but exactly. it's great. It keeps it yeah. dynamic. Yes. Exactly. I yeah. love it. I used to think that I, I play Mobile Legends, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys play? 
No. No. Oh, oh that's a shame. You should try it. You should try it. Because <laughs> sure. uh, one thing why you should try it is it's pretty easy. Oh, it's <laughs> super easy. Yeah. It's one of those easy, easy, easy so to get a, into but hard to master kind yeah, of thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Like, I don't know how they did it, but they let you just win yes. straight away. <laughs> like okay. you're just kicking ass yes. and then you're like, okay, sweet. And then everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs> then you start yes. playing it and you're like, oh, damn, it's getting it's harder. Getting harder, it's getting harder. No, I want to keep kicking ass. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that progression. they want to get better. That sounds like a game we need to add coaching for, right? Sure. No, but seriously, market for it huge yeah. market huge market yes. and no. you should look into it jokes yeah. aside yeah. Um, th- there is a mobile plan uh, yes. second half of this year we're going to have a mobile app yeah. with uh, coaching for oh, these that's games awesome. Exactly. That's, awesome. So yeah. that's awesome mobile legends arena valor mm-hmm. um, vainglory vainglory yeah. exactly. Clash i'm actually really excited yeah. to see how you know tech advances can help you guys yes. like yes. where you could have like an overlay of like real exactly. live exactly. to yeah. date you know coaching yeah, yeah. that'll exactly. be pretty cool actually yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an interesting space so yeah I was talking about mobile legends in the sense mm-hmm. that uh, uh, I used to think the constant patches and adding of new heroes is like killing the game because okay. people would you know most people wouldn't spend their all their money on just buying new heroes new skins and everything mm-hmm. but now that I see this different side of patches is it, it, it keeps me on my toes you know right. like Every time I see a new hero, oh, I get to master this hero somehow. Sure. Mm, right. And this this is what I think is the argument against those people saying yeah. that patches are killing yeah. the industry. Yeah. So it's really great. And of course, with the addition of maybe you guys are going to get into this mm-hmm. uh, platform and provide coaching yeah. for it. People are just going to keep pouring in because yeah. now yeah. we see that. Uh, of course, with the help of C Games 2019, mm-hmm. uh, Mobile mm-hmm. Legends and all these games are featured as a medal event. You know, the prestige is there and yeah. people will just be more interested to just get better in this yeah. game. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the trends, like such uh, such trends like C Games. So what, are the thre- what, are, what other trends are you guys excited about in the industry right now? I think uh, the involvement of uh, the traditional brands, mm-hmm. that's something like pretty exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Coca-Cola got involved. Then yeah. German, Nike, KFC. Nike, yeah. KFC. Honda just exactly. uh, partnered with, with Team, Team Liquid. Liquid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As their Audi, Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. Mercedes, yeah. Mercedes yeah. has been involved yeah. for a while. Yeah. For a while now, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then yes. there was this uh, Dota 2 tournament where the MVP got a Audi car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. So that's yeah. like uh, that's that's something like you know pretty awesome. Pretty that, awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that like you know there's uh, more uh, avenues of monetization. Yes. Then also like uh, again like uh, like you mentioned uh, this uh, recognition of esports, e-sports. Mm-hmm. as a proper like sports and then like you know uh, uh, gamers being dubbed as esports athletes. athletes yeah then there are gamers who are getting uh, scholarships yes. back in USA that's a like really good trend as yes. well so these things like you know they like uh, they look really good into like you know pushing the scene as much as possible mm. yeah. yeah what about you Jesus I think it's very exciting what's happening with the Overwatch League um, mm. with a uh, kind of Country, uh, sorry, city teams coming onto play. Mm. So then it's no longer just uh, my team A, my team B. It's my city's team. Like yes. it happens in traditional sports. Again, exactly. like Hanik is saying, yeah. it's it's very much following, following a parallel with yeah. traditional yeah. sports. Yeah. So I think, uh, I, I know some people don't like this very much, but I, I'm a big fan. I think this is this is the way it should be because then it's your allegiances are going to be very clear from the yes, beginning. And this is your city. This is going to be your team. Yeah. So it's Exactly. Uh, and it's going to unify that fragmentation exactly. that's happening yes. in the region. Exactly. Right? exactly. And, 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 
these things that are happening outside of Asia, mm-hmm. I mean, Southeast Asia specifically. Yeah. And it's been really exciting, I have to agree. Yeah. But now we're interested to bring this into our region in sure. Southeast Asia. Sure. I always ask this, and it's a hard question, but how do we do that? Mm. I think it's already happening. Mm. Singtel and Razer, yes. they have joined forces into like, you know, pushing esports not only in Singapore, but across the region. The region. Then Malaysia, when they released their budget, they had, they allocated like 10 million ringgit just for to, esports. For, exactly. To yes. like, you know, nurture the esports scene. Exactly. And then Indonesia, they have this whole league. For just, universities, yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talked the, about also, this yeah. with Alan Chow. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes, both yeah. in Indonesia and also in Malaysia, there, mm. there are these like university leagues. Yes. In Indonesia, there's this thing called uh, IESPL, yes. Indonesian mm. Esports Premier League. Yes. Uh, that's just one to like, you know, uh, like uh, nurture the homegrown teams in uh, Indonesia and then like Vietnam is coming along Myanmar is coming along right as well. right Myanmar. so it's 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 pretty amazing like every report you read they're talking about Southeast Asia that yes. like you know it, it's maintaining the highest amount of growth and it's the region to watch out for yes yeah. what's what's fascinating about this though is that even though all this money is pouring even even though all these uh, things are happening I would say the average person has no idea what esports is mm. still yeah. yeah you talk to most people you tell them esports they might have heard about it they might have a very vague concept of what it mm. actually is so i think the, the what's needed to make this real push to the mainstream would be to like we were discussing i think in, in the event we were at uh, to to have more content to have more podcasts mm. like what we're doing right now yeah. just yeah. talking about this to make it more approachable for people um maybe also get into the lives of the players the lives mm. of the coaches the lives yes. of the teams uh, documentaries, movies, etc. Yeah. That yeah. are for the general public. Yeah, so they see yeah. that these guys are also people. That these guys have have a life. That sure. they yes, they play games. They play yeah. a lot of games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their mothers probably weren't very happy. Yes. But uh, they they still have a life. They yeah. still have normal yes. people problems. Too. Yeah. And yes, that's definitely what we're trying to accomplish with this show and all. Sure. And thank you for reaffirming that. It's really <laughs> great to hear as well. Yeah. So uh, content. Uh, I mean, you guys with coaching, I, I think you will have uh, some sort of content to be pushed yeah. out as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking, what kinds of content would actually be helping the scene moving forward in terms of, you know, attracting uh, outsiders from the industry? Yeah. Because like... we always talk about creating more content. I mean, stories, of course, they're really great. Uh, mm. Like the true side. Uh, from yeah. the international, if you've if, the, if you've yeah. heard of it, it's yeah. really great, but it yeah, still so. caters to those who are in the scene, right? right? But now, how do we catch those people outside the scene? I think a good example is what League of Legends did in the last yeah. World Championship with the KDA, I believe it's called, the group of mm. uh, right uh, virtual yes. band, the, the, the yeah, virtual yeah. virtual yeah. band. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was fantastic, and that was that was trending on on YouTube, on Twitter, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and it was based based on a game. Yes, there were some real girls over there uh, mm. actually singing, but yeah. but it was it was bringing something from a game into the real world, mm-hmm. and people might or might not be aware that that was part of a, yeah. part of a yes. game. Yeah. But nevertheless, it brought it very much to the mainstream. Yeah. So I think these kind of things, and and what I was saying before, also movies and documentaries yes. and things, and yeah. just bringing it to the to the mainstream, yeah. just 
content that people want to yeah. see, regardless of whether it's related to games or not. Right. Again, the Asian games, the sea games, yes. then the speculations of having esports in Paris 2024 Olympics. Yes. So I think these sort of like recognition would actually like you know push it towards the uh, the mainstream crowd a lot more. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I think two companies that actually do it pretty well um, are you know actually. Uh, Riot Games and uh, Epic Games, right? Because mm, like right. they have this whole like you know IRL part to their virtual campaign as well, yes. right? Yep. You had Fortnite dropping yeah. like supply crates, yeah, and, that was like, epic. Instagram yeah. pictures, pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was epic, <laughs> you know. And then on the other hand, you got Riot who releases like the the you know not that I'm sexist, but in the girliest music video. Yeah. which actually all my guy friends love you know <laughs> like they bought they the masks they bought like they love it yeah. and uh it's it's just crazy so i think if anything you know when when i see stuff like you know pubg not doing much and right. just publishers not really putting that much of an effort mm, yeah. you just think like it's not that hard to be a little yes. creative and just help your own brand while you know yes. entertaining the, masses. the whole industry yeah. as well yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. And it's also the push that people are trying to go towards right now is content <coughs> marketing. So you mentioned publishers' interest. It's really uh, uh, concerning that they are not catching up with this trend yet, which is to market their products using content. Hmm. Because when we talk about content, people care so much more when they are engaged with uh, meaningful content, right? right. So, uh, so I'm... Um, I think they're already like making use of the trends yes. for a bit. I, I'd put um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 uh, as an right. example. So before the release of the game, mm. they actually gave the uh, like you know early access to the most popular streamers, yeah. right, on right, Twitch and YouTube. Mm. So like imagine Shroud was playing uh, all, Black Ops all, 4 yes. all yeah. day, yeah. like yeah. you know for a week before the before the, the release. release of the game. Then there were people like you know doing walkthroughs of the campaigns yeah. as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Then people playing battle royale mode. So. And even though I'm not a like you know big Call of Duty fan, like you know yes. after Modern Warfare 2, like you know I gave up on <laughs> it. Um, even I caught up with it, and like it was ba breaking like the Twitch live stream uh, records, yeah. records every day. Mm. Yeah, it was beating Fortnite, beating LOL every day. So it built up that hype. Yes. Yeah. And then like you know once the game was released, everyone just went for it. And I think like you know they break broke some records mm. in like in digital sales and stuff like yeah. that. So I think that's how publishers are looking at it and mm -hmm. it's it's proving pretty effective yeah. for yes. them as well. Yeah. It's, it's really great for the big companies. So yeah. how do the smaller companies they jump mean, on this trend? Because it's easy for them yeah. because yeah. they have the brand, first exactly. of all, right? Yep. Yeah. Everybody's aware of Call of Duty yeah. and now they're just uh, capitalizing on this trend yeah. and, and, and leveraging it more. Yeah. But it's hard for this. Well, okay. Um, one thing that is interesting is teams are mm -hmm. trying to get recognized right to be a brand that is you know yeah. like yeah. uh if they if we see their logo somewhere and we recognize that yeah what do you think they need to to do to catch up this trend what kind of content would people care enough about so that they'll be engaged with the brand 
I think more insights into their lives, mm. like you know, humanizing them. Humanizing, yeah. Like yeah. you know, you follow the Instagram uh, profiles of like all these like mm. big European football clubs, right? Uh, Instagram, YouTube, all the social media, yeah. and you'd see like you know during uh, uh, during the like rest of the week when the games are not going on, they would always have some sort of like you know activities going on over there, and that's something I think uh, team impunity. Right. You might be aware. Like, they do quite a lot on that. Like, I've been yeah. following their, like, you know, Facebook, oh, you know uh, Facebook stream. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yeah. Team yeah. 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 So, they, they do quite a lot of these, like, you know, uh, uh, things uh, which brings along the players mm. and shows that, like, you know, they're not just, you know, yeah. like playing yes. 24-7. There's a human side human to that side. as well. So, he, t- yeah. he touched on that, right? That it's not necessarily the small companies. Because, yeah, the, the big brands have the brand yes. name. but. Yeah. It's not actually the small companies that are trying to do this more. It's the teams. Like the teams. If you look at the North American League of Legends Championship Series, mm-hmm. yeah. you've got teams like Team Liquid, mm-hmm. 100 Thieves, Echo Fox, TSM. And these guys all put in tons of effort into their content mm. yeah. production. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every week an episode, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes long, like yeah. unbelievable production yeah. quality. Exactly. Yeah. It like you know, captures the essence of like the feeling or the mood for that week or like mm-hmm. what they're going through. And you actually, as a, like, you know, if I spend 20, 30 minutes of my time watching that, I'm not really getting anything except for entertainment value. Yeah, and yeah, I get yeah. to see what he or she is going through, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's really great. I think I like the word humanizing because <laughs> that's what I think we are trying to do with content, right? Yeah. Get behind the story of this yes. place. And when I remember I keep watching these uh, documentaries about the players I care about. Yeah. And it actually brings me to like tears, you know, because mm. you see the struggle that they went through. Yeah. And looking at them now with the success and all the trophies and all the, the, the fame, mm. it's really inspiring for people. And I think this might just be that thing that would, you know, uh, uh, incentivize people mm. to start investing their time into yeah. games. Exactly. I'm smiling because I'm just thinking of how many movies have been made of the underdog in boxing, yeah. the underdog <laughs> yes, in football, yes, the yeah. underdog in basketball, the underdog in golf. So true. Hey, you know what? Coming and making it in, like, making a big, the esports version. Sure, yeah. let's have that. The underdog let's... isn't just a dog. An underdog isn't just an underdog. It's a hungry dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he'll win. Precisely. Yes, precisely. Yeah. And it's, that's been the, the trend that was, that's been shown by the yeah. movies and documentaries. Yeah. So it's yeah, really yeah. great to see so, okay, I want to talk about uh, uh, what are the things you hate about the trends in esports? Like, some people would argue that we don't need the investor money, and it's actually killing the industry in a way. Because the way investment works is you need to see returns, right? And now we're talking about billions of dollars pouring in into the industry, and it's sort of rushing the scene in a way that we might not be ready for this. What do you guys think about this? There certainly needs to be more structure added to it. I mean, for mm. example, again, comparison with traditional sports, uh, for motor racing, you have the FIA. Mm. Yes. For, for football, you have FIFA, um, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of governing bodies over the whole of mm. esports. Esports yeah. has none of that. Mm. Esports, I think, sorely need some of that. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. To, uh, the, the problem here, of course, is that unlike the traditional sports, in esports, a publisher owns the game. Yes. So that governing body would need to kind of command over all of these publishers. 
Mm. And I think that's the tricky bit. Yeah. I think that's why it hasn't it happened yet. Mm. And uh, I don't know how to do it, but I think therein lies the the key to that to that mm. happening. Because the publishers hold a lot of power at the moment, yeah, exactly. right? Yes. They're hosting exactly. the tournaments, yeah. they have the games, they yeah. make the changes, yes. you know. Yeah. It's 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 a tricky one because you're essentially asking for like a UN for every single game title. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, there's overlap between it's it's it's, it's yeah, a it tough is one. it is tough. Yeah. And, and and yeah. The concern right now is if we don't get that governing body, would we be able to push this industry forward? What do you guys think? I mean, it would still go ahead, mm. I think, uh, like in the fragmented fashion. And right. over time, it's it's gonna like, you know, take more shape. For example, I think uh, the Overwatch League is probably one of the best examples, yes. like how what they're trying to do, like having these city based teams mm. and then like, you know, people bidding like huge amount of money <laughs> to kind of represent yes. their city uh, cities. Yeah, exactly. Twenty million dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's the minimum bid. So I think like we'll see the structure like you know going on whether it's gonna be accelerated anytime mm. soon uh, I'm not probably sure. not sure. Yeah. Do you think it's still fine if we have that fragmentation of titles like you know Overwatch League with their own Dota with the international CS:GO with the majors is it is it fine the way it is today or do we need to bring them together somehow? I mean it is together in in some mm. fashion because okay. like imagine all the teams they would always like you know they would have like different squads for true, different true, different, true. different games right <laughs> yes. like team liquid yeah. they have one of the best yes. Dota two teams they true. have like a league of legends team mm. as well then there is this uh, new trend of acquiring fortnite teams yes. yeah. so to some extent the unification is there yes. but whether like you know you can bring all the publishers to kind of like mm. work together for one body yeah i mean yeah. i mean it, it is tough for the publishers to come together and yeah. of course teams are doing it with yeah. uh, a house brand and yes. you know uh, different squads for different yeah. titles mm -hmm. yeah. but i i just want people to watch all the titles you know because that's the challenge right sure people are yeah. invested in one game yeah they they watch all the tournaments yeah. but they don't have the incentive to jump over to the the, the other title yeah. and watch that game. Yeah, I mean even similar genres like MOBA, LOL, uh, League of Legends, Dota two. Yeah. I don't watch LOL. Yeah, I don't exactly. watch Dota two. <clears throat> you don't watch yeah. Dota two. Yeah. I mean right? LOL is the superior one, so I don't have to watch. Uh, <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to argue for Valve yeah. for this. They're gonna have to pay me for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the interest, right? Yeah, we want people to just keep watching games and. Yeah. I think now, at yeah. the end of the day, it's 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 in everybody's interest if yes. if they coordinate things and they make things work so that people can watch everything at yes. the same time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in the all of the publishers' yeah. interest. Yeah. So yeah. I think eventually it will come to happen for mm. that very reason because yeah. there's money behind there's it. Money Sadly, behind. Mm. that's that's the reason that's it's going to happen. Yeah. True. Yeah. So so yeah, I think sooner or later it, it will it will happen. Mm. Yeah, some <coughs> sort of Olympics of of games. Yeah, it'll have its own Olympics. Yeah, that's an idea I've been dabbling with an esports Olympic, not the Olympic with esports. Sports, right? Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's true. But another problem with that is which games would be featured? Ah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, That's if we're talking about C games, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's your favorite game in in terms of esports? Dota two. Dota two. Any day. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. 
I'd go for Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay, so for Jesus, yeah. looking at the list of games and C games 2019, mm. there's mm. no Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Fortnite is, is, has a shortcoming that it's a very new game. Yes. So it's yeah. not quite established yes. in the scene yet, but it definitely has the player base to mm. to vouch for it. So yeah. uh, we'll so, be seeing a lot of it, I think. Right. That's a fair point because it's pretty new, right? Yeah. For me, I, I enjoy CSGO and it's sure. not in C games. Mm. And there's another part of that that is the violence. Uh, the violence. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Do you yeah. think this is justified, right? Like, you know, this IOC thinking, hey, these games are violent. You shouldn't be showing this to people. Mm. So that's the, like, you know, the give or take of, like, mm. trying to yeah. push uh, gaming for mainstream. Yes. Get my point. Like, uh, as long as, if you, like, keep games still, games and esports daily uh, like you know focus towards this like cult of gamers mm. who would like you know uh, uh, like stay up till 4 a.m in the morning to <laughs> watch games <laughs> mm-hmm. i think um like it, it would work but like you know once you like you know start to like you know push it to a, a more mainstream crowds that's when like you know you have to mm. um uh, balance it out like whether yeah. like you want to push for this uh blood and gore stuff like that yeah. and that's one of the debates uh yes. being put forward for the paris 2024 olympics mm-hmm. where they think that uh they would uh, exclude games which feature blood and gore mm. they would put in games uh that are a lot less violent and probably like you know more um geared towards traditional sports so mm. imagine we might see fifa yes. being featured in the olympics Something along that line. Mm. Amazing yeah. how how a game like uh, CS:GO and Fortnite can be so similar, but then so different, so different. just because of the yeah. blood and gore aspect. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yes. Mm. So would this incentivize these publishers to censor their game in a way? Oh, that's mm. that's a, that's a tricky question. Mm. Yeah. The the natural answer would be yes, but uh, I'm sure people would get very upset by this. Yeah. So then yes. uh, they have they have that too. So I, I don't have the answer to this. It. Is I, already I happening, know, I think. In China, I think they censor CS:GO, yeah, true, true, with yeah. blood and everything, yeah. right? They censor the CS:GO, then they changed a lot of lot of the names right. of heroes to make mm. it more. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> Name of heroes? Yeah, uh, there was this hero called Skeleton King. Remember? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Dota Two, he yeah. changed to Raid King. But was in, that because of no? In oh. in in China, skeleton. The word skeleton was like you know replaced by something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then there are increased regulations over the you know like um, the dress up of the female <laughs> characters, especially. See? So yeah, so you know when you go mainstream, you get yeah. mainstream problems. As <laughs> yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go back precisely. ten years ago, no yeah. one cared no that Lara Croft was you know <laughs> like true. it's crazy pyramid boobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true, dude. <laughs> Triangle boobs. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And China is leading in this regard. Like yeah. they don't care about what people think. They yeah. just censor shit. Hey, right? and, you yeah. know, speaking on behalf of Riot Games, our game has LGBTQ friendly characters. Yes. So Oh, that's awesome. I mean we actually do. I don't know though. I, I mean I'm not familiar with LOL. Yeah. yeah. Can you just we, we have uh we have one openly uh like LGBTQ LGBT. uh mm-hmm. character and then another one that's also one of the to be, yeah. But like, you know, they've come out and yes. said, okay. yeah, and then she like, in her catchphrases and stuff, she says it as well, you know, like mm. she'll be like hitting on a girl or hitting on a guy as well or, okay. yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's really I, interesting. I, I think Overwatch released something similar. Yeah, 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 really somewhere, yeah, yeah. They released. yeah. But then again, I feel like, uh, you know, the world is the world at the end of the day and humans are humans. Someone's going to turn around and say, hey, I don't want that in, in, yes. in the game, you know, yeah. I don't want my Absolutely. kid exposed to that. Yeah. Yes. 
It's just yeah. ridiculous. But it's yeah. just it's just the way it is, and yeah. there's not much we can do to change those people, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think we just have to go forward yeah, you and can't make everyone happy. Yes, you have to be new to and that. we really just have to care about those people who are supportive yeah. of this, yep. right? We don't yeah. we don't need to spend time yeah. uh, 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 making these people our mm. believers. Mm. We don't need yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's just. Uh, put this in a wrap and sure. uh before we go i think i have to ask this question i ask this to everyone who do you guys think should be on the show next and you can be as wild and wacky creative yeah. as you want anyone to. you you think i don't know bring ice 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i really want to yeah. do that I, I i loved his interviews like yes. you know at like they would usually have him as translator for his chinese <laughs> teammates and he would always come up with the wackiest Wacky translations yes. yeah sneaky guy yeah all right ice nice. ice is a really yeah. good one and i've been thinking about him a lot but sure. you know we're trying to get a channel so anyone Thank out there you. who's listening to this who knows ice 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 yeah. just forward this to him <laughs> let him know we have a session open next month and <laughs> come in cool. all right Jesus, how about you i'd actually love to see somebody from the big publishers to yeah see what mm. they have to answer to some of these kind of uh, overarching oh, questions right. mm-hmm. okay. epic games right games valve yes. whomever but somebody with some decision making power from those guys great. to mm. see what they what they think about all this yeah i'd definitely yeah. listen to that <laughs> all right yes yeah, so big publishers yep. mark even in oh. <laughs> <laughs> mark mark merrill if you're listening to this mark merrill come on the show and gabe newell yes. i know you're listening to this <laughs> yeah. come to singapore ping me and we'll get a show on (laughs) (laughs) so yeah okay before i end this i just want to give a shout out to those who are listening to our podcast and uh i just want to get the word out that we are looking for supporters every day and we want to keep this sustainable so we can bring more interesting people more interesting players and stories and we want to get the stories out there so people can learn more about the industry and you know, care more about it. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast in any way that you can think of, you can contact us and we can get a discussion going. And of course, we have more guests coming. Tomorrow we have two. And hopefully next month we're going to have more people just like Anik and Jesus. Uh, so with that, I'll just end the show here. I want to thank you guys again. Thank you, Anik. Thank, thank you, you very Jesus. much, Thanks guys. for having me. Really Thanks, glad that you guys stepped up and came to the show Uh, looking forward to next episode so we'll see you guys in the next one see you guys you've been listening to asia tech podcast find out more at atp.show